Today, on a very special Nurky, Chris, Kyle, and Justin discuss their feelings on episode five of WandaVision. I have so many feelings. So many feelings. I've about got this. feelings. All up in my feelings. Nothing more than. Mm-hmm. I know. I thought I that song feelings. was about dentistry, and I was wrong. Feelings. Well, nothing it, more than. It still could be. Well, it could be. I should have saved my phone for somewhere a little further into the show instead of the very beginning. Yeah, instead of the beginning. Now you've wasted. You're spent. I blew my phone. Okay, so done. Yep, that's it. That's all I got. (laughs) Episode five. Well, with now that uh, Kyle has uh, blown his funny at the beginning. You're um, welcome. He has a he has a problem with premature mm-hmm. funny. Um, well, welcome to Every Man's Guide to Nerddom. We are two 30 to 40 something year olds who talk about pretty much whatever we want. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle, and you might know us online as Guyver and Kasig. And um, once again, we have our very special guest Justin with us because he keeps getting the code to the meeting somehow. So there he is. Again. I can. Ta- I've been taking him off, but he keeps getting it. That's what happens when yeah. you hack Chris's computer. That's not the Which only thing that happens. To do. That's another episode that we can't air. That is another episode. There's a picture yeah. of Justin just literally with his hair flowing. <laughs> we would get that's so it. That's many my background. Views just Fabio hair going so through the air. So many views. Repeating I'm that. I'm my hair back out. <laughs> Yeah, my he, algorithm, ladies and gentlemen, he's been trying for about six years to grow that hair back out. It'll get there. How's um, your beard doing? So today, it's it's good. Thank you. This is like a month, and this is almost two months. The running thing. <laughs> can always come back with that. Uh, it's it's so sad. Yo, you know what? It'll be shaved at some point. I'm just too lazy to do it right now. Tail style, right? Yeah. Don't do the monkey tail. Uh, For the love of God, don't do the monkey tail. That was a good one, sir. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the monkey tail. I just needed to get a little bit more full. So, like, in another six months. Please don't. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't, (laughs) you haven't figured it out, we're doing another nerky. A nerky is a nerd quickie. Our nerkies have not been nerkies. But damn it, they have been so much fun to talk about that we haven't wanted to do real Nurkies. So mm-hmm. Nurky just may be a code for bonus episodes. That's the second one we record in the week. So basically, <laughs> Kyle and I dedicate at least six hours to this at a minimum a week. Yeah. And uh, we're sad pandas because we just figured out we dedicate six hours a week to this i think we're most excited about doing these especially for one Wanda- well one one division is freaking cool and two it's something new yep. and it's relevant and we don't have to think back to two years ago of things that happened 
because we watched it, you know, a couple of days ago. So it's still fresh in our memory, which the, the memories aren't so good anymore. That's why I like it because I feel to relevant. Be fair though, we we <laughs> relevant. We we love our podcast. Don't get us wrong. We love the podcast, or else we wouldn't still be doing it. You know, we're seven episodes in right now at the time of this recording. Yeah. Um, the most recent ones, the MCU part one, where we only got through one movie. <laughs> um, but damn it, we got a lot to say. Mm-hmm. We, we got, got feelings to get out. To say if you're so for for all 26 viewers uh, listeners who have listened to us or what's funny is we have like over a hundred views on the youtube page i think we're getting more than on the podcast which i'll take it mm-hmm. it's probably glorious editing that's happening or it could be well I, or i could have hit repeat on it and just keep watching the same episode over and over again the google are listening they'll dock our numbers they'll dock our numbers no they were listening my phone just flashed so, on it heard me. Wanda- no <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get something on facebook now about doctors mm-hmm. um god i hope so so ep- good episode five wandavision i am just thrilled to talk about this one because wandavision has done nothing but just go uphill like yeah. it wasn't even like a gradual build for me it started off kind of like you know, episode one, just kind of driving along. You're driving along. You got new guy in the backseat puking his brains out. Um, you know the movie. They're Yates. Mm. You know the movie. Um, but then all of a sudden, starting with, I would say, halfway through one, three-fourths through one, just starts shooting up, and then it just goes uphill from there. Yep. And I love this damn show and i love talking about it. it's just fun and we've already decided so the super bowl was last night so we kyle and i heard yeah um justin's told us b rob's told us other people have told us something happened someone won apparently it was big there's some commercials Um, there's weekend. commercials people paid a like lot a of money for commercials. or something i think i'm not sure yeah weekend yeah. update and apparently like extreme meme close-up mm-hmm. um but like somebody's saying somebody's saying mm-hmm. what yeah. they sing was it zest fully clean a bunch of songs i love that one someone gave a poem you know it was good it wasn't it was good it was lots of different forms of art culminating in a great night which we're actually not really knocking this. We knew it was the Super Bowl, um, as Justin liked to remind us multiple times. But that's another form of nerdism, I think, too, is a sports nerd or a football yeah. nerd. So we'll cover that. We'll definitely cover that just later down. And we'll get people who actually know more about it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Justin. Like mm-hmm. Kyle and I still think you take a slap shot in football. Well, that's whenever someone makes a good play, you slap shot their butt. So that that is something. Well, I know that one. You go up and give them a good game or an attaboy. Yeah, so that is part of football. Yeah. See? I think be uh, incorporate fancy football, maybe some betting and some different aspects of the nerdum that has really blown up over the past 
probably 10 to 15 years uh, and has really taken uh, football to a whole new level, I think, as far as uh, fan involvement and everything else. You look at DraftKings and, and a lot of those other sites that are, you know, multi-billion or million dollar companies that, um, that all feeds into it as well. So, yeah, I think, I think very easily there's a, a long episode ahead of you with that. Yeah, cool. I mean, just I'm, fantasy I'm football down. in general, like you're looking at stats, you're building the, you know, your team off your stats and yeah, it's uh, we'll definitely do one of those. I'm not totally foreign. I used to play for... back in the day, Christopher. Don't loop me in there. I just, I just with don't them... watch anymore. He used to play Tech Mobile. That's what he used to do. Hey, don't knock the Tech Mobile. That was the best. Oh, yeah. The Raiders. If you pick the Raiders, you Raiders get oh, you Bo Jackson. Pick... You're set. Yeah. The, the Hail Mary. Pick the Bears and then play Singletary on defense, and you rush every time. Yeah. Bo doesn't know what hit. Bo still know stuff. Mm. Well, and that was accurate because you know that's what Singletary and like. What was it like 91, 92? Singletary was a bad man. No, it was earlier. Yeah, it was around then. John Singletary, wasn't he in Boys in the Hood? Or directed it? You're thinking about his cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Smirk. <laughs> um WandaVision. So hey, you know what? I just noticed you got a pop filter. Justin's making it big time now. He is moving oh, up had it since i've had the new mic i just had the mic out of reach so gotcha but i figure it's better to sound good than to not have the bottom of a mic in camera so oh it doesn't matter everyone knows that we got mics so yeah you, you do sound really good that, um you you look good too girls. <laughs> stop um all you audio people you need to be checking the video yeah <laughs> And they will be, why is it paused on this one moment on YouTube? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. WandaVision, episode five. <laughs> we're getting, I promise we're going to get to it. Wrangle the squirrels. Effing exciting because this episode poses a hell of a lot more questions than it answers. Oh man, I, I disagree. I think, well, I mean, it does pose a bunch of questions, but what I like is that it answered so many questions that we had from the week previous and that episode answered questions from the week previously. So it's not necessarily like a loss to where it just answers questions with more questions, but it actually does give us some concrete uh, and we're going to get to some of them here, but uh, you know, like, you know, about vision and it opened up like, oh, okay, now I know who and what this thing is that we're seeing in the show. And, so I, I, I disagree in the sense that I think it's trying to answer questions. It's trying to give us information, unlike some other shows in the past, um, where they just want to keep you on that hook, on that hook. And they, they do op open up some, uh, some different questions for sure. But I think they're actually doing the fan service quite a bit by answering these questions and, and giving you a little piece here and a little piece there. See, I'm st I'm still gonna respectfully disagree with you on that, oh. and and I, I agree with a lot of that. That's but funny. I think that it answer. I agree with you. It completely answers questions. Uh, he turned his back <laughs> on me. He was rolling that away, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, pout, you big baby. 
uh, it does answer a lot of questions. And Justin is correct in that it answers questions from previous episodes. I oh, love that. Brought that. Him back. I'm back. Yeah, that brought him back. He, he heard he was right. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I think that it opens up more questions and possibilities because we don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my point. It's it, not that it's open-ended questions. It's just like we know it's leading up to the multiverse we know that i think this is kind of like a multi facet question like one question is answered but then like for me three more are opened up and that's what's i think is driving me nuts most of all kyle you look like i'm I'm just going to disagree with both of you so i can be in a whole different position no i I think it's uh, yeah we're getting answers but I don't think we're the conspiracy nut that is deeply ingrained in me is thinking that we're getting some some red herring, some false flags, some things that are uh, like, okay, that's probably the, the answer, but there's still enough doubt left in a lot of things to make you wonder. It's like, well, this seems almost almost too obvious to be right and then you get your brain going and you're thinking okay well what about this what about this and with marvel's history of everything having a purpose especially with them being so easter egg driven and foreshadowing all these little things you start looking at like what we're going to do tonight frame by frame um every little thing you're going to start making weird random connections you know the thing that was going around uh you know about darcy's like oh Darcy's lipstick's red. Red's on the camera. Darcy's Mephisto, you know, stuff like that. That uh, I love Darcy. I freaking love Darcy. So, and so okay, like, let's... I've done it. I've caught, and we'll talk about it tonight because I've already told you guys ahead of time, like some of my weird random connections that I've started making that probably mean absolutely nothing. But by God, I'm going to stand on that hill. So, with that, let's dive into the episode. Yep. So we recap episode basically three and four in that. There's bits of three, there's bits of four. Um, and they're just talking about the spikes in power and everything. Um, you know, and then it ends with um uh Monica going, it was Wanda, it's all Wanda. And then it cuts into the title scene. So one thing I read um, was something that uh, Elizabeth Olsen actually sent out on Instagram or Twitter. She sent it on Twitter and pointed out that if you watch each of the previously on, when she says previously on, mm-hmm. every t- every episode as it continues, it gets more sober the way that she says it. So, you know, the first one, you know, the... Oh previously on one division and this episode was previously you know so as it's going on um she's getting more sober in the way that she's presenting this which i think means that she's becoming more cognizant that this what what's going on and if you also watch um a couple of the recaps i think it was either episode five or episode four but when it talks about uh geraldine it totally changes what um uh, Wanda says in there to Vision because in the in the episode it says oh she had to go home and mm-hmm. that that you know she didn't have a home 
but in the recap it says oh she had to leave and so i didn't catch that it's even Mm. changing in so even these recaps are part of that meta idea of what um wanda is doing this this reality because she's the one recapping this she's the one that's sending this out so we're seeing her version of each of those and so even the recap (laughs) marvels has their um little tentacles all in all that too which is awesome little things changing like that you think that's a subtle jab at themselves as far as like retconning some things and you know that's that's not what was said last week it was said this way or this is the way it should have been said you know it could be a little because retconning is going to come up big i think as we go further into this and further into phase four and phase five and um you know, I've been watching a lot of the Fox X-Men this week, so retconning is on the brain right now. And I think it's symbolic also of how she wants us to remember, how she wants us to think that things went down, even though we saw it. It's just like somebody like vision of what he's going through in this episode to where it's we question it, but then we watch that recap and go, oh, maybe I got that wrong. And so hoping she's hoping through this recap that you just kind of brush over some of the things that she did wrong. Yeah. Um, so it's all, all part of everything that's going on with vision as well. I agree. Um, so we pan out to the house, which has changed again, changed colors. It's green now. A like cedar fence around it. Um, cool fact, this is Clark's house, the Griswold's house now. Really? Yep. So I'm just waiting for, um, vision to turn on all the lights and, uh, uh, Todd to ask Margo why the carpet's all wet mm-hmm. or no, it was other way around. A few packaged cats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, vision finally. So- Figures out how to leave. He hops in the car and Holiday Road is playing and Christy Brinkley is actually in the town. Uh, Herb is telling him the shitter's full. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But it is, yeah, it's um, the Griswold's house. So where they film this, it's, a, you know, it's this set of houses that they film almost everything at, like, and like with Disney and whatnot um, and those companies. So a lot of the houses are going to be the same. But yeah, this is the Griswold's house. So fun fact. Yeah. So what I loved about the beginning of this is super, super 80s. The minute it pans out into this, you got red chairs, you got the staircase, which leads up with like this very, very 80s carpet on the stairs. And it's the kind of carpet that doesn't cover the whole stairs. It's just like, you know, like the narrow part of it. The little runner. runner. The runner, yeah. Um, and then Wanda walks out carrying one of the twins who's crying. And the first thing that hit me when I did this, the way her hair is and the little suit she was wearing, it's Michelle Tanner. That is the very first thing that hit me. I, I think that was kind of a, I think that was kind of a nod to her sisters. You think so? Because wasn't that eighty or wasn't that nineties though? That was late eighties, early nineties. Uh, 
I, I bet thinking, we'll see some more of that in the in the '90s run, like big. I got. I hope we do. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, she's trying to calm the baby, and here's the thing that you'll notice about Billy and Tommy too. Um, well, we'll get to that after this because right now they're wearing the same thing. They're both wearing the blue outfits. And I'm going to be going through my notes here that I took during this too. Vision is in his vision form, you know, as a dad, but wearing the most 80s iconic plaid with the shorts, even down to the belt. If you notice the belt, the belt was very 80s. So, I mean, they've they really spared no expense in making this accurate. I think to I me, have that shirt, actually. I think you do too. I think you've, I've actually seen you wear that. Mm-hmm. Which is why, uh, ladies, if someone please go out with Kyle, <laughs> please um, <laughs> help him get a new shirt. Don't don't limit his options. Don't just <laughs> so anyone that would like to go with Kyle. <laughs> I have five shirts on rotation. <laughs> Brag, good, <laughs> lucky. Yeah, so my, my five shirt money. That's cool. Five shirt money. So um, you remember how we talked about how the hexagon was a big thing in these? Yeah. Um, if if you look on the table, I believe there's like a little box that's a hexagon shape too on the end table by the remote. Um, and I don't know if this plays into anything, but if you look at the stained glass windows that go up by the stairs... They seem to be like some sort of star. It could just be, you know, part of the 80s at the time. But I don't know if that represents anything. Yeah, I was I was really drawn to the stained glass on the front door and the pattern of that. And I could not figure out what, you know, if that's something. Or if it's just, you know, like we said, and it's just stained glass and marbles got in our head now that everything's something. Yeah, my, my parents have a glass door kind of like that um not stained glass just regular glass but it's in a shape somewhat like that and i think it's just a pattern pattern. and because they have it have had it since i think the late 80s early 90s so i think that's something that's within the architecture of that time and one thing you'll notice and like i know you guys are probably going through like we're all going through frame by frame on another screen right now as we're looking at this Every single scene, every single frame in the Westview world right now, if you pause it or as you're watching your pause it, it's the entire Westview situation. It's oversaturated, oversaturated. The video is oversaturated, slightly red. Every time you pause oh, it, it is. you're, you're going to notice that it's got a slight red oversaturation to it. And that has to be on purpose. It's very subtle, but you once you see it, you don't you can't unsee it. Yeah. Right. That'll make a whole lot more sense whenever later in this episode, whenever Wanda comes out and then what she does to the barrier. Oh yeah. As she goes back in. So that that definitely makes sense. I can't yeah, I didn't notice that. Good call. Um so <clears throat> basically they put the twins down for a nap and they are just crying, 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 crying. 
anything that Wanda does, she cannot get them to stop. And I mean, these kids were actually just screaming at the top of their lungs. And Wanda tried, I believe she tried to use hex power on them, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nothing happened, which brings us back to our theme that Wanda's hex power can't actually affect living things that we know of, like control their actions. Um, we do find out how she's controlling people's minds in this. So I got something on that when we get to it. Okay. Yeah. I've got does it, an interesting does it theory right here. It doesn't tie in right here. It ties in later when uh, vision goes back to the office and it's something that I came across. Gotcha. Okay. Researching all the freaking theories like crazy. And a cool one was pointed so, out, but she can't. So she either can't control living things or can't control children. Well, who can? We I don't know, but that's mm, what we accurate. find out here. And we don't know at this point. And she is just trying to figure out what's going on. And then Vision comes out with two binkies in his ears. Um, which, dads, we've all been there. So mm-hmm. don't act like you haven't been. They give him the binkies and, you know, quiet quiets them down for a sec then of course classic like 80s fashion you don't see anything but the binkies fly out and hit wanda and vision they start screaming again and they're just you know they're new parents they're frustrated they're new parents of like you know eight hour year olds Mm -hmm. however old the kids are now why is this important well this is important because all of a sudden agnes comes in wearing the you know, most 80s jazzercise outfit ever. Just looking fabulous. <clears throat> looking fabulous. Why is this important? Because Agnes always seems to know when there's trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She always appears when something is not right in that house. Yeah. Which makes us think, okay, there's, again, there's more to Agnes than meets the eye. And Vision even says, don't worry, we'll figure it out. Ding dong. Um, and Agnes comes in and so yeah it's and he even addresses this um, here in a bit about that so but man she can rock a leotard oof Cut her. <laughs> yeah god bless her yeah um, so okay so we were looking at Agnes at this point I didn't spot the brooch did you guys at this point in time I did no. later but not on this part it's somewhere on there because she always has it on her. Is it in the back of her hair? See, I don't know. That's where I couldn't find it. Okay. Oh, I can't tell if that's the back of um, her. Maybe her earring. Hold on. I'm looking at it right now. I kind of thought it might have been the earring, too. It looks like it may be in her left ear. Yeah, possibly. Like you possibly see a quick left flash ear. of it. And here's... This is where... You know how in previous episodes, one through four, it took a while to get going. Everything's normal. Everything's scripted. Everything's the television show. Not the hell in five. We are three minutes and 42 seconds into it. Agnes said, here, let me hold the kids. I'll hold them. I'll rock. You know, I'll get them to stop crying. She goes to get them and Vision says, no. Simply no. And this takes Agnes... Uh, she's just taken aback. And all of a sudden, 
she starts kind of whispering to Wanda, you know, do you want me to take this from the top? Do we need to, you know, what did she say? Do we need to take this from the top? Do we need to start over? Um, let me take that again. I'm going to take that again. Like Agnes knew, she was in a scripted show. Not scripted, but um, everything was laid out. Right. Predetermined, predestined. Do you think that um, that signifies that Vision said something that he wasn't supposed to, and therefore it's a nod to Wanda losing control of Vision? Absolutely. Leads to what's going to happen here in a bit. Absolutely. And threw Wanda off too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it, it broke her concentration more. Yeah. And this goes back to vision isn't he's going off script he knows something isn't right and he's trying to protect it. he's like no 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 don't touch my kids you know we'll we'll take care of them we're the parents i think that's all that that vision meant there but it just threw agnes off and then we're just sitting there wondering what's going on and she keeps like the funny haha stopped and if you look and, to the like the laugh track and everything that's going on in the um, in the actual show, it's eerily quiet. Like everything just stops. There's no dog barking outside or someone mowing or there's no laugh track. Like everything is dead silent as she's staring at Wanda and Wanda's staring at her. And it's it's eerie AF. Mm-hmm. And then and then the the tone just gets very very. What's the word I'm looking for? Um somber maybe maybe somber it, it's almost more ominous i think yeah because vision and wander just looking at each other like what the hell's going on what is she talking about and then she finally gets her to basically get back on script and says yeah no of course you can and then agnes's face just changes to this that you know that agnes smile and you know they share a laugh and and all is well with the world again and the laugh track starts again and then agnes does the exaggerated motions and then to me she says one of the most iconic lines of the entire episode oh and when she's rocking the kids she's doing like a jazzercise she's working out while she's doing it so just like you know like an 80s sitcom one of the most i oh go ahead i was gonna say it reminds me of mona from uh who's the boss oh yeah 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 um, everything Mona did was some like kind of sexual in, in nature. It's mm-hmm. been her rocking a baby. She's bending over and you know showing us all the good stuff. Uh, sounds like Justin enjoyed this version of Agnes the most. Did on slow mo. A- <laughs> I, I, I pause. <laughs> I, I like um, this version of Agnes. I'll go there. But then Agnes says the most, I think, iconic line in the entire episode that sticks with me the whole time. Um, you know, she's spraying them with, was it lavender? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because lavender's got a calming effect. And Agnes says, you can't control children. And to me, that set the whole tone of the episode. Because, again, Wanda was trying to use her hex powers on them. She couldn't control them. Which means to me, there's something about these miracle babies 
these little sea monkeys that Wanda has no control over whatsoever. I mean, it's obvious when they went from newborn infants to, you know, um, they're still infants. Oh, I guess you. Yeah. yeah, just from newborns to infants. Mm -hmm. So like from, you know, just being born to what do you say? I would say at least six months on this. Roughly. Give or take. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Agnes is like, let's break out the whiskey. And what what'd she say it was for? It was for the kids, right? Yeah, she's looking for the dark liquor. And she goes, yeah, it's, it's for the kids. It's not for me because I'm not a terrible babysitter, however she phrased it. So uh, that to me, like, I don't remember that in any ep 80s episode, but it might have been. Like, you know, the babysitter giving the kids alcohol. So that was one thing that kind of struck me weird on this episode. Um, and then here's one thing that I did notice earlier that I wanted to bring to you guys' attention too. Look at the fireplace. The fan in front of the fireplace, does that almost look like a little face in the middle of that? In front of the flowers. It did. I'm at the liquor part. If you go a little bit forward. Yep, I see... So you see it? I see it now as you pointed it out. Like that stood out to me. What uh, what caught my eye in this is the uh, the vase that's on the shelf on the mantle, the blue and white vase. The tall one. The tall one. Um, that style. She has that vase. There's a lot of plates that have that blue and white kind of floral pattern to it. That are there's the vase on the mantle, there's plates on the walls, there's stuff in the kitchen, and there's a lot of those. And, uh, you know, I told you guys I've been, you know, binging through the Fox X-Men lately. And in uh, in the X-Mansion, there's, the, there's that same style of pottery everywhere. If you just kind of watch it in uh, by the, the stairwells and in the hallways on tables, there's that that same pattern and you know it could be a reaching thing but it's just something that you know that caught my eye that that's showing up in both and i don't remember seeing it in the previous episode i remember catching it now as they're getting into the 80s as they're kind of getting into where xavier school will be kind of getting into full swing and stuff that kind of same time period so i don't know if it's just a, a style from that time period that everybody had this type of pottery around or if it's, you know, something else there. But if, and if we you all go, know that, oh, go ahead. I say, if you go back and watch any of the, uh, the, the Fox era X-Men movies, anytime they're in the mansion, you'll start, you'll see those vases and pots and, and uh, things everywhere of that same style. And they, and they could have acquired them through Fox. In you the know, again, in the takeover, this the was the Griswold's house. Yeah, the, the hostile takeover. takeover. Like we want the X Men and we want your pottery. Well, and then if you notice the uh, window in the back, the little sitting window with the stereo and whatnot, it's stained glass. Mm -hmm. Extremely eighties of the time, because um, we know we all had that one friend who had a house like this. Yeah, wasn't my house. Um, wasn't my house either. But we had that one friend. That by default make it my house. So yep, well, yeah, it has to be now. Okay. 
That was your house, wasn't it? Um, Mrs. Justin, you are so lucky to be married to this. <laughs> you married into um, all this stained glass. All the stained glass. Stained glass fortune. Stained glass Justin is what they call him. Um, Nickname in college. Stained glass Justin. Um, so then all of a sudden the twins get quiet. And oh, that's amazing. Let's go check on them. They're gone. They are gone, and then they hear something behind them, and all of a sudden, the twins are now six. Was it six or five? I think it was six. Five or six. Five or six. Um, and which I just thought was just really, really interesting that they went from crying to all of a sudden they aged up. Um, they were they were five, five or six. It was five, and not identical, um, and not identical anymore, which is a another big point. Um, and we'll get to that later in the episode. And um, creepy AF. And creepy AF. They go into the um, the family ties type of opening. Uh, I swear those kids look like they're serial killers. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Well, they all, they really, I know I shouldn't say that, but they're like that drawing will haunt my dreams. So they all look like they could be on the six o'clock news and with artist rendering as the caption. So have you you seen this family? When Justin is talking about the family ties opening, it's the, the drawn picture out of, with like a pencil with graphite and it's the, pen that's coloring them in coloring and starting vision face but if you notice the pen the details on the pen it's covered by wanda's hex powers yeah which is extremely important i mean it's just it is the family ties opening mm-hmm. um but then to me that this is a complete mashup of multiple 80s family openings um you have family ties it had to me it had they started showing the pictures and started showing way 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 heavy um growing pains it was all like growing pains the pictures so they went from family ties to growing pains and what so they started with wanda um and here's what was just creepy as hell about this, because I think they put an Easter egg on them, these pictures. So Wanda's walking around like this. You know, they show like her as the little baby, just like on Growing Pains, cute little baby with an apple. Then they show her as a little girl. Of course, she looks like Michelle Tanner. But then they show her as a teenager. I think this is the Easter egg. I think this is Slacovia. If you look at it, it looks decimated. Um, there's a Sl- Slakovian flag um, graffitied on the back of the wall. Um, and then it shows it. I think it says Slakovia written back there too. But this place is just demolished, war torn. But what's really important to note about this scene is it's just Wanda. It should have been Wanda and Pietro, her brother, Quicksilver. But it was just Wanda. And it almost looks like someone could have been in the picture with her with the weird angle she was doing sitting there like 
how her um, hand is off of the side. Yeah, her hands and her hands and her feet out, like someone's like holding her almost, like yeah. or behind her. Yeah, or someone's in front of her and she's holding the net hand on, so she looks all awkward with her legs out and arms out. Right, because that looks completely awkward. So I think that was an Easter egg. Well, and the the flag is also in the uh, toddler picture of her, in the one before that too. Oh, was it? Yep. Damn it! Now let me go back ten seconds and look. But yeah, it looks like she should have somebody there. Oh, to it her, is, isn't it? Either to her left, or she should be holding someone's hands, or she's making. That's the the move she makes with her hand when she's about to conjure some of her hex power. You know, she's getting ready to right conjure up the the ball of death there. Yeah, and the the apple that she's eating. <clears throat> apples are the national fruit of Sokovia, and it could also represent the red ball that she makes with her hex powers. One Ooh, of those are actually true. Are you, I say, are you talking out your ass right now? I'm like, <laughs> apples are the national fruit of Sokovia? What? I didn't even know that one. Even you? Well, then you <laughs> learn something new Somebody, every day. Somebody's been There's on the horn with the you. Sokovia Chamber of Commerce and... <laughs> Welcome committee. Or what's or, or what's or what's what, left what of there. it? Yeah, I guess maybe you had a flyer or a brochure. <laughs> you had a flyer. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> um, when we get into Age of Ultron, you'll figure out why that comment was kind of mean. <laughs> but if you're watching One Division. I hope you know why that comment. Was <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Or else you'll so, be lost. Mm -hmm. lost. But then we get into baby vision, which, which the baby vision was cute with the little stuffed animals. But then toddler vision just creeped me the hell out. That's the, the new baby Yoda. I don't know what you're talking about. So remember how I told you what the picture is going to be for this Nurky? Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, and then you you know you have vision at like boarding school like solving this super, super complex equation, which I'm trying to figure out if those equations had any sort of meaning. I'm not even going to attempt it. So I'm not going to attempt it either. <laughs> I suck at math, but, but there's something that was, I, I bet you anything that it meant something. So do you think this is a nod to none of this is real because vision wasn't a kid vision wasn't right. Real. Vision didn't, uh, I mean, Vision was just made in, in existence. Um, and so by, again, retconning some of this and trying to convince the, the, the watcher, whoever that might be, um, I think it's really interesting because it keeps going back to this idea of, of Wanda trying to reinvent history, reinvent what had happened. Um, and so I think that's a big nod definitely to that. I think that this could be a nod to Vision's the sum of his all his parts. He's a little bit Tony. He's a little bit Bruce. He's a yeah. little bit Ultron. He's a little bit Jarvis. Just I'm like wondering country and Kyle's a little bit rock and roll. And Kyle's a little bit rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And a whole lot of new chair. Mm, oh. Nude. Nude chair. Kyle got his. If we didn't mention it yet, Kyle got his new chair finally. So, so happy. Nude in a chair. Make sure. Nude in a chair. Subscribe, like, 
on YouTube. Kyle, tell tell the listeners here, how far back have you gone on this chair already? Oh, I've taken this thing so many places. I've, I've had this chair <laughs> every angle that you can imagine that you can have a chair. I have made this chair my friend. <laughs> <laughs> my furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good for his growth. So one of the greatest lines that I've scene was Kyle posted this to social media and one of his friends goes, can your fat ass fit? <laughs> Barely. Hey, Kyle, yeah, still... that was Kyle's comment and it, it's like, not being mean or anything. It's just, I was just busting up laughing when no, I saw No, it's this. accurate because it barely fits. I got the Omega. I should have went for the Titan. I think. <laughs> I, can't, I can't add any more girth to these loins or I'm not going to be able to <laughs> stay in this thing. <laughs> we're not being mean it's just it's funny because without missing a beat kyle just shot right back at him and that's Mm -hmm. what our show's about yeah my wide childbearing Uh, hips that's what the show is well they're sexy they are sexy sir all right um but then we had a complete nod after it showed end vision you know that's the end of the family ties um uh Growing Pains mashup. Then all of a sudden they're running in this park. This is a complete nod to um, a lot of the 80s episodes, but I think this is a nod to like Full House. I know the last scene definitely was, but I think them running, because I seem to recall in Full House, I haven't watched Full House in years, but them playing like frisbee or like with a ball like a soccer ball or something they're, they're like running through a park and there's a picnic yeah and they end right. up picnic in front of their house right mm-hmm. and then you know Uncle then Joey you show was the hitting kids. on t-boz and yeah <laughs> and chili and then you show the creepy little kids tommy and billy these are real Again. children chris that you're calling now, creepy you you started it sir you know they need to know at some point they just we're pulling the bandaid off that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love how it goes. It's Tommy and then, and Billy with an exclamation point. Um, and then it showed a picture with Wanda and the twins and a birthday cake. And I lost it at this part. Then it had uh, candles. It had one, two, three, four, five on there. So they were retconning their birthdays. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Immediately, which like it was normal. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, then it did like the uh, full, full on picnic, which was the full nod to full house, mm-hmm. which I thought just came full circle. And what I like, what I really, really liked is they didn't rely on um, Elizabeth Olsen's famous sister's fame, you know, the, the two Gelflings. Mm-hmm. She didn't rely on their fame. Um if you don't (laughs) you like that one if you don't understand why that's funny look up gelfling and look up mary kate and ashley olsen or if you Um, didn't realize that you know they were all sisters there's that yeah or they're all sisters um you know it just ends there and then it goes back to like the family ties painting which i thought this is a great opening i really did this has been my favorite opening to date that they've done you think they're, we're liking these more as because they're getting closer to our time? 
I just think they're getting better. Because I really liked, don't get me wrong, I loved, you know, I loved Lucy. I loved I Dream of Jeannie. I love that kind of, that's the kind of stuff I grew up on. I remember going over to my grandparents and watching it there. Because, you know, that's what they watched. And I love those shows. But, I mean, it could be. But it's, I just think that they're just getting better. Like they tried to be like just as corny as possible in the in the beginning, just like the 50s, 60s shows. But then the writing's just getting I mean the writing's been good the whole way. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm gonna take a drink of water. I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't it won't come out right. Well, if you think about like pop culture, especially during the the 2010s run, there was a lot of late late aughts and early 2010s there was a lot of movies that came out that were you know um throwbacks nostalgia and uh so they redid starsky and hutch and they redid baywatch and they redid you know all of these and so i think you're totally accurate with as it gets closer to our our generation our what we watched you know we um it seems like we talked about this at one point may may have been on on uh, mic or not but like when you think of who your favorite doctor is it's typically the the doctor you first started watching doctor who that is we will be doing doctor who episodes too and so um oh man i will you've got 50 years of homework on that definitely i'll definitely add my two cents for that but the kyle he thinks he's gonna be on again it's really it's uh, what we're used to so yeah i think i think what you're saying is right but to to back up chris the shows are definitely getting better so it's not just some weird 50s style sitcom where you're like well that's interesting like it, we're actually getting into a lot of the minutiae of the the story so i think i think both of you guys are right on that we're a combo that's why we're a good pair mm, i changed my mind chris is right no 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 let's oh. say kyle kyle yeah how do i mute oh i'm the host i can mute justin um moving on irregardless actually actually irregardless see he can't talk now he's muted why it's an imaginary mute button we we uh go into monica laying in the hospital we know she's in a hospital she's in a blue gown looking up she's having flashbacks of basically being thrown out she's getting a um i'm assuming it's an x-ray and she's remembering her mom photon and it's just going through flashbacks and so they get this i don't know if it's a ct or an x-ray i don't know the difference if doctors who are listening to this which i don't know why the hell if you were a doctor you'd be listening to our show there are um i'm, just, I'm telling you right now doctor is there mm-hmm. doctor 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 now, are you medical doctors or yeah oh, okay so medical doctors yeah but that you know of yep i promise well, you yeah oh, all right or is these these back alley people that you go get your pills from you know like from behind the alley because you well, we broke probably, a bone we, we have those two i'm sure but yeah. <laughs> one got all judgy yeah it could be the same person look at judgy like your copay doesn't cost two bananas um <laughs> So we're looking at, you know, we're in there and then in walks two of our favorite people in this whole show, Jimmy Woo and Darcy. Again, I'm going to go off and say, 
I love the dynamic between these two. Yep. It is great. I mean, they play well off of each other. We know Darcy's super smart and a super well-respected astrophysicist, but she's still Darcy. She's still this airhead mm-hmm. in some aspects. Um, and then Jimmy Woo is just, you know, always smiling. Like, it, I love, I just love them. I want a show based off of these two. Well, I, I sent you the uh, the fan art movie poster of Jimmy yes. and Darcy doing X-Files. After you, you didn't you bring that up last? Uh, somebody brought that up, I think, where it'd be cool to Someone see. Did. That. I don't remember. Oh, it was the guy that can't talk. Oh, he can talk again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's actually out there. Somebody may have listened and stole your idea, Justin. I would not doubt that. Because he's full of good ideas. If you're, if you're listening now, make another filled one. with God's love. So we know you're out there. Well, they're giving Monica back her clothes, which is awfully nice of them. Mm-hmm. So we can only assume this is literally right after they picked her up off the field and she got knocked the hell out. Um, and then here's where it gets interesting. The doctor brings up the scan and it's white. You know, there's like a splotch in there. She's like, this was inconclusive. Something's not right. They're blank. Yeah, they're blank. And, you know, something's wrong. This is our first glance that Monica came back with powers. Or it could have been Monica's always had powers. They they were just awakened. Hmm. Is Monica a mutant? I don't even know what test it is. That's what my, like, as I was watching this, I was like, what results? Why would it be blank? So I, I know not much about anything in the medical field. So therefore, like, I don't even know what it's supposed to look like. So Right. But it was something, and Monica... I think Monica knows she has some sort of power because she's she kind of shrugged off when they were talking about it. Yeah. Well, and here in a little bit when they start talking about Captain Marvel too, mm-hmm. has a really weird reaction. So, so um, you know, she gets dressed. They get back into the briefing room with Tyler. His name's Tyler, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Haywood. Yeah, Tyler. Haywood's a dick. <laughs> Like, well, I don't like him. Good call, Darcy. Or Hayward, I think. Hayward. There you go. Dickwood. Because <laughs> he's a dick. I don't like him. Um, but then they showed, um, here's where it gets. This is probably one of my favorite scenes in this episode. He, he gives it to, to Jimmy, and Jimmy's talking, and then they show the Slokovia under attack. Um you know, all the Slokovia stuff. Then they have a picture of Wanda yelling in this angry crowd. Did you notice that Pietro's missing in that? Yep, yep, yep. Again, Pietro's missing. Um, And then they cut to scenes of Wanda, like using her hex powers. Um, And what I found was interesting was that if you look under her profile in that briefing it says classified Mm. um i'll get to that here in a minute what my thing is on that so it's classified which means that something is more than meets the eye right now she's a transformer she's a transformer she's optimist she's optimal optimist Hmm. well and the whole time you know the the sitcom's going on 
but then they go they bring on to wanda maxima you know jimmy's basically saying she's not bad the avengers took her in she's a hero she helped defeat ultron and jimmy or uh not jimmy tyler's like oh is she really because uh let's look at this and then he brought up the whole um when she what was it she demolished Slokovia and, and then um Lagos and others and he was just condescending to Jimmy the entire time too yeah um is this where he asks if she has any he stops him and says does she have any like weird names he was yeah like, yeah like the soup name yeah, yeah. so I, I thought that was pretty interesting too yeah, because she's and never referred to as Scarlet Witch as of yet yeah. as of yet the uh i'm gonna rewind just real quick because i just i didn't catch this before the uh the bio page that you were talking about where it says classified uh -huh. there is a uh -huh. i just saw it there is a classic disney easter egg on that file is it woody nope it has you, you have your classified receive the picture then it has her bio info down there you know her name and all that the left of it, it's labeled as A113 data. Uh, isn't that the animation room? Yeah. That, that they use for Pixar and everything else? Yeah. So A113 is in, you know. I did not notice so, that. Good catch, sir. Yeah. I was like, ooh, that's something. Where's that? Oh, it is A113 data. Yep. That one's all uh, mine. I didn't look that one up noise well and here's the other thing that people might not have noticed we know wanda has hex powers we don't know the extent of her powers yet we know that she's somehow controlling people but we don't know what we she's never been classified if you look under her abilities um there is telekinesis mental manipulation and neuroelectric interfacing so they've given They've classified her hex powers now at this point. Mm. That's not all of Wanda's powers, like in the comic. Okay. Like that's not that's the tip of the surface. That's not even the tip of the surface. Wanda's an Omega level mutant. Mm. Omega level is the highest level you can get. Is it level five in Omega, or is level five in Omega the same? Um, I don't know. Like it is Jean Grey's a level five. Jean Grey's an Omega. She's okay, the strongest so, Omega. Okay, so there you go. Legion so. is an Omega. Magneto is an Omega. Apocalypse is an Omega. My chair is an Omega. Your, your chair is an Omega. My chair is also an Omega. But my watch is an Omega. Oh, oh. I see what you did there. Bond reference. Boom. Boom. Drop the mic. Then he's a dick to Jimmy again and then yeah again and then and then what did he say he said i don't like to speak ill of people what did yeah what did she say and darcy said well um, i don't mind he's a dick but oh, yeah. she said did it brought in and interrupted it because you know disney yeah um and then monica starts this is what i thought was interesting monica starts arguing with tyler what if that I love this part? Mm -hmm. What if that that cutoff where it was stopping her from saying it stopped her from saying dick? It interrupted with him saying terrorist. Terrorist. You know, we we have suspicions about Hayward anyway. 
that he's up to something shady? What if that wasn't just a funny line? What if that was some weird foreshadowing saying he's actually working for the other guy? He's actually a terrorist. And we and everybody just writes it off as oh that's a that's that's the funny Disney doing their Disney thing. Right. But we do have precedent to where Hydra has infiltrated every major level of yeah. shield. So that could should mean sword too. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's Hydra. I mean, Justin's calling it yeah. now. I'm putting the words in his mouth. There you go. That that makes total sense because we know shield was basically stopped but we don't know anything about sword so sword could have just kept on humming along without um you know hydra being brought out to the surface right very very real chance that that's that's true well and then we're we're gonna get into sword here after this next part a little more because i've got a statement on sword that i've figured out um so basically monica's arguing with tyler that wanda's not bad and it's it's a big long scene. And then Tyler's like, "Really? Boom! Watch this." Brings up these uh, video files, and this is what is the greatest part of here because now we know what happened. What are on the video files, gentlemen? That is Wanda, supposedly infiltrating sword and taking vision's corpse this was allegedly allegedly (laughs) so yeah it shows and she's attacking them it's a it's a sword facility she's attacking them to get vision's corpse and she takes it what is significant about this is that this is straight number one this was a um one of the deleted scenes from Endgame. Number one, they just reused the footage, but it's still awesome that they did that. Number two, this is straight out of the storyline from the 80s Vision Quest from Avengers West Coast, where Vision was taken, um, came in to save him, and you know, he was taken apart, and he be- that's when he became evil vision, the vision that's all white. Um, with no color in him, and he lost his memories for a while until he got reminded who he is. So this was taken straight out of the 80s comic, Vision Quest. Something else questions too, with was Wanda just making this up? Was it, uh, did she create Vision out of, you know, thin air? Is this something, well, now we know this is actually Vision that she has reanimated and so that also brings huge questions into like what are her powers has you know he has a stone there and so has she recreated the mind stone is she now a conduit of the mind stone and doesn't need the mind stone to i mean this kind of like what you're saying chris at the beginning of the episode this one scene i think opens up so many questions it answers one question we know about vision now but then it opens up so many questions about her actual powers and how um, she's manifesting these omega level powers mm-hmm. something so you said this was this was a deleted scene right mm-hmm. 
So there's an extra scene. Okay, I haven't seen seen it from the extras. Just something that caught my eye from it. So you can tell me if this was how it was in that scene. All this uh, security footage is kind of a blue grayscale, almost. There's mm-hmm. there's no color to it except for Wanda and her utilization of the powers, and like a couple, like one or two small machines that are showing red. So. The only actual color outside of the, the gray-blue scale is the red in this footage. You watch it. So I don't know if that, if it was like which that is, deleted scene. Which is a... Well, see, and I've never actually seen the deleted scene. I okay. had to find this out. I've, I had to find this out. Um, but it brings us back to the how red is very prevalent throughout this series. Yeah. I think that's in reference to the Scarlet Witch, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The more the more we're going along, um, it could be something deeper. But I kind of that's the kind of way I'm thinking it's going. So then we have the creepy twins are standing at the sink with a bunch of soap suds in there. Want to keep walking poor children. in? Poor, I hope well, we never hear this. Sorry. Uh, the button on that scene was Darcy asking, well, what's going to happen whenever Vision realizes what she's doing? And I think that's a force that's right. check to that's right. a lot of what's going to happen. And I, it, in a lot of ways, because Darcy's the one that um, found the, the television show, I think she is almost a surrogate for the, for the viewer. Because she's, you know, Monica comes in, she's like, I knew you are, I'm a big fan, talking about how she loved her on the show. And so she's now become almost a surrogate part of us. And her saying that, I think, is also um, showing a lot of the the questions that fans have, you know, does Vision know this is happening? Does he, is he going to retaliate? Does he have the power to retaliate? Um, You know, all of that. And so by her asking that, I think it's putting that either consciously or subconsciously into our minds so that way whenever we see these scenes that are about to happen then we're like oh something's about to go down so yeah and what's really really important about this scene too showing wanda breaking into the sword facility it shows they just retconned wanda as a terrorist Mm. because we thought she was a hero true you know at the end they just made with retcon the power of retcon um Wanda is now a terrorist. And this shows that Sword is the enforcers of this. Uh, and it shows that the Slokovian Accords are in play. And Sword is the enforcement arm of the Slokovian Accords. Right. Which you don't you don't realize, you know, you kind of think after the snap um, that it's all gone, you know. But no, it's in full play. It's in more than full play i think this is like kind of dominating everything right now for soups yeah and and they even point out that she broke the accords but also vision's living will and i think that's really important because it's showing that she through this grief and everything else she's not doing what her love wants done with his body and life it doesn't matter all that matters is what she wants and that's a very dangerous place for uh, a woman to be, really. No, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very dangerous place for anyone in the mind space that <laughs> I don't, don't have any empathy or I don't have any caring about anything else. I'm only going to do what I want. 
um, and maybe she can run for president now. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, it's I think it's a very interesting foreshadowing again. That that whole scene I think is one of the most pivotal because of everything that they they share and the insight it gives into both Wanda and into Vision. Right. Um, so we're going back to thing one and thing two now. Mm. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> Front teeth missing is a vampire. I'm he is a vampire. Right now. Um, so, you know, they're trying to hide this dog. Wanda's like, you know, it's the, it's the typical 80s formula. Kids want to play, want a pet. They're trying to hide it. Um, and I don't remember the dialogue that they talked about here after this uh, between Vision and Wanda. Do you guys remember this part? The mm-hmm. after banner back and forth in with it, or comes in and they're talking about it. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah. Basically, he's saying because she says, "Why are you dressed so formally?" And he says, um, I've just got a feeling that someone's about to pop in. Um, and right then, that's when Agnes comes in. And he says, just like that. Or about to pop in with something that we need. Just like that. And so he's starting to see the pattern. He's starting to break down uh, what's happening in these shows and deconstruct it to where, and, and voicing it to her. So now she's starting to understand that he's understanding and that's really i think where we start to see the unraveling come come through mm-hmm. yeah we have us so, in in now talking to him so when vision's opening the paper too if you look at the back it's a ad for like an old computer like commodore 64 but what's important to note is the colors of the two characters on there one is blue one is red mm. Why is this important? We'll find out here in a little bit, but just remember that one's blue, one's red on the back of this paper. Um, And I was trying to figure out, it says local homemakers innovating recipes. I don't know what what that played in there. Um, Something I read, and I haven't been able to pause it just right to see it, because I have closed captions on, is when he folds the paper, the way he holds Mm -hmm. it a certain way, um, like home and makers and it, it does something as a reference to house of M. Oh, does it really? I'll have to see if I can find that. Um, and then all of a sudden, of course, there's some sort of crisis in the house and Agnes walks in with a doggy house. Agnes has some power to know when something's happening. Um, you know, she's basically like, hey, I got something for your dogs, kids. And uh, she forces a hug on the kids. She has her brooch um, back. She has her brooch back. And then what I just found hilarious when I found out that this was the Griswold's house is that damn dog's licking the light switch and then it starts sparking. Oh, Sparky. Yeah, very, very Christmas vacation. Yeah, not only the cat with the... Um... Wasn't it the cat or was it the, the cat? It was oh. the cat that chewed the wire. But then also Sparky was his nickname. Yeah. Yep. And this and scene then, right here where she's, uh, you know, after she drops it off, I think it's right before the dog licks. So you have Agnes, Wanda, and, the, and those, you know, the beautiful children. So I'm going to play that guy. You know, since Chris yeah. is just calling him out. These are your beautiful. That's, that's the guy you want to be right now. Okay. Yeah, that's that. No, that's fine. That's one Jeffrey Dahmer. That's fine children beautiful great mm-hmm. mm. so 
the centerpiece of that scene, like almost dead center, is, is that damn tiger that's on the plate. There's a toy tiger on the plate in the center yeah. of the table that was there before the kids got before the pig the kids the pigs okay i'm on chris's side now before the, the two pig, little pigs you call grew, them pigs before the two little pigs grew up when they were still infant size that tiger was there early in the episode the toy tiger was there later on you know we see her she's cleaning up house she's picking up toys and things she picks the tiger up and puts it away that tiger has been there was there for the entire episode um agnes makes a reference when she's rocking the babies, like, oh, you can't tame this tiger, something about mm -hmm. being a tiger. And there's something with that tiger. I thought it was cougar, but tiger will work. Um, it's got tiger stripes. If it was a cougar, stripes. that would just be hilarious. Uh, do, you, do you think that's Agnes's cat? She always has that cat. Do you think that's her cat that she's disguised into? That's how she knows what's going on. That would make some total sense. I kind of want to go back and see if that tiger's in any other episodes now. Well, she talks about, you know, there's the bunny in episode one or two. But the tiger could be that that damn tiger is front and center when they show the whole family. If you're paused at roughly 14, 34, 35, that tiger is right in the center of everything again. I still, so, I still think the tiger is a Ralph. So. <laughs> you think so? is ralph so it, it could be we've never seen ralph and, and there's apples in the picture again what did you say apples represent uh the national fruit of sokovia and so the hex powers so i'm telling you it's just coming back and back we're gonna make this a thing she's got those it weird brass decorations over her door frame i don't know really what those are so do you i know what one looks like so did you think those are did you think yeah yeah the penis i'll say it mm -hmm. you got two fish and a penis and then something else so do, but do you think those are like astrological signs because like representing mm -hmm. like pisces um you know and that plays a big part in magic yeah which which sign is a penis uh second from left no i mean which which astro astrological <laughs> sign is a penis? oh What's your sign? I'd say Leo because we tend to be pretty big dicks. So, um, so I would Leo so is it's definitely a Le it's a Leo then. But it's also a lion, so it could could be part of the tiger lion thing. A you got Kyle on that one. Um, you got you got okay. So you got fish, penis, heart, duck, fish. I don't know what it is. I'm I'm also kind of drawn to the drawings that are that are magnetized to the fridge there's one that looks like something's on fire like something's burning the top left of the fridge mm -hmm. it's a a very bee? disturbed children's you got a b with a b that one on the so top left probably when they were talking is that where darcy coined hex it was wasn't it yeah, well, it's from seeing the perimeter of right, but but up. hex became canon, like her her powers become the hex power, right? Just like in the comic, right? Yeah, that because I'm looking at my notes, I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote that after. Um, and she's all excited the, when they refer to it yeah. you know, as the hex. Um, and Sparky 
if I recall right, so there was a Vision miniseries where the dog, um, Vision basically created the synthetic dog named Sparky, which he brought back from the dead because it was synthetic. Um, so I kind of think this is a nod to the comic because hmm. its name was Sparky. That makes sense. Well, to me, Sparky seemed very symbolic of Vision. And when we get into what happens with Sparky here soon, I think it's very symbolic in Wanda is symbolic of the children. All the advice that she's giving to the children, she actually needs to be taking herself. And we'll, we'll talk about that here in a bit. But right. I think um, definitely there, there's some type of symbolism with Sparky, whether right. to that miniseries or um, whether it's reminiscent of, of Vision. But something pretty important here happens right so wanda wanda basically tells the kids you're too young to take care of a dog oh before that though oh what was that she uh makes the um leash appear out of nowhere or the collar that's right that's right that's right and vision gets onto her about that freaks out and again we start seeing that rift where uh vision is taking a step back deconstructing and so this is not a sitcom it's not just you know it's we promised that this was something that you weren't going to do. And yet she's like, ah, and he said, when he points out Agnes, she even points out, well, she saw him, the kids grow up to be 10 years old. So she's fine. Um, and all of these small little things start adding up and adding up. And this perfect five utopia is starting to break down uh, because questions are being asked and she's having to, um, go back on a lot of the rules if you will that she set for herself that so pretty important scene i think there. that that whole scene like i say because my mindset is still in x-men because that's where i've been for the last several days it was a very um magneto professor x type exchange where you know we we keep these things kind of hidden we keep them to, we're not flashy with with what we have um being you know Kind of conservative with their mutant powers and then you had the magneto side of it of this is who we are and we're going to show it and which is the wanda side of it oddly that was that um i don't really have anything to add to that you guys covered all that oh the uh the newspaper um, going back because as this scene wraps up after they grow up because you're asking about the significance of the paper he is we didn't get to them growing up yet when we get to that point let me remind me about the newspaper <laughs> grow up once they grew up once already so okay so they're asking um how old do we have to be to have a dog because she's like you're too young and she's like i don't know 10 and then agnes is sitting back there with this pouty look on her face and I don't know if this plays anything to do with anything, but if you look at the little um, jars in the back of Agnes, instead of like saying like sugar, you know, like spices or like salt, it has very, I think it's French, like cafe, sucre. It is French. It is? Yeah. The cafe something coffee which i i thought was well i just thought was extremely interesting that you know this is supposed to be this 
very, very, very Americanized household, but we have the, these French words in the back on this stuff, which I don't know if that means anything. Again, you know, Marvel's got us so paranoid, like that doorknob, does that mean anything? It's white. Mm -hmm. It's on this brown cabinet. So it could, it might not. I saw a funny tweet this week. Someone said that they watched the first half uh, unknowingly of the episode in German with German subtitles turned on. And it wasn't until halfway through that he realized that he had the, the jump or German, not subtitles, but um, you know, the voice. So it was sub, it was putting it in German words. And um, he said he didn't really think about anything until like halfway through. And then the last line of the tweet was, I think I have too much confidence in Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something like that to where, you know, we may have too much confidence in Kevin Feige if we're looking for a lot of small things, but, you know, so many times those small things are what have actually been the big things that pop up. So mm -hmm. I say keep looking for oh. it. No school tomorrow, Justin. Oh, great. Like at classes, all? Classes are canceled. Yep. I'll text my person. Mrs. Justin. Word. Mrs. Um, Justin. But yeah, there, it's a snow day. Mrs. Justin. Um, so she, she, they ask, and then they look at each other, and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden, the twins level up to 10 years old. <laughs> I like how you say it, level up. They cash in those experience points they got in the last 20 minutes. So did you guys catch? So the, the kids look completely different. You can't tell who's who at this point. Do you guys know the only thing that is steady throughout this? That they're always demons? <laughs> Besides that. Oh, no. Your color scheme. They're always wearing the same colors. Yeah. The Billy red. is always um, wearing red and Tommy's always wearing blue. This is their superhero colors in the comics for in Young Avengers. Um, Billy's Wiccan and Tommy is Speed. This is also the colors of Wanda and Pietro. Mm. Pietro always wears like a blue, um, bluish greenish, and Wanda, you know, the Scarlet Witch wears the red. So this has been established that this is their superhero colors. I think we're going to see speed and before the end of the series, the full blown speed and um, Wiccan. I, I think this is the start of young Avengers personally. Ooh, could be. Um, so yeah, there we go. Um, this is so now I can talk up. about the newspaper because we're at that point. Now you can talk about the newspaper. Yes. So he is, 100% purposely holding it folded in the way where you can see it just says home. Homeowners, is, it's folded over. You know, home is a big theme through all these episodes. The word home, the idea of home, it comes up a lot more later, or not a lot more, but in a very big way later in the episode, the theme of home. And so I just, I do not think that's a coincidence at all, the way he's, the way the paper is folded, the way he's holding it, where the only word that you can make out plainly is the word home on that newspaper. I like so it. Just another little, I dig a it. little, I go with it. A little thingy there. A little thingy. And he's wearing a calculator watch. We uh, so. go out to the next scene. 
and he's yeah which i noticed that too which is <laughs> awesome um we pan out to outside and then there's jimmy with three cups of coffee so darcy's finally getting that damn coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> and jimmy's got the jimmy woo smile on him um and then monica's in front of the board and they're talking she's talking about everything that's that's going on basically what they think's happening about the force shield all the stuff and then i need a drink here one of you guys want to take it real quick so uh not everyone at once she's talking about like how she can get back in so she comes up with this cockamamie plan because i've been wanting to say cockamamie for a while uh basically a mobile bunker on wheels that she can roll in and she talks about the different types of metals and things that she would need for different types of protection from different radiation and attacks and and all that and darcy you know kind of has just this look the darcy look at her is like well it's it's plausible and you know she tells well i, I, I can work with all this radiation yeah, I, can, I can work with plausible so she's looking for a way to, to be able to safely re-enter westview at this at this point or theoretically, yeah, she can work with theoretically. But she's not sure if she's going to be mind one <clears throat> as soon as she goes in because she's already, Monica has already said that she didn't really have control over her actions and she felt like she was drowning uh, type of uh, feeling. And so if she goes in there, they were trying to think of, you know, are you going to be mind wiped and just be part of it again? And then they said, because of the radiation, you would need some sort of, what they say? Uh, what kind of engineer was it? Uh, well, she uh, said she, she knows said an aerospace aer- engineer that's up for the challenge. An aerospace engineer. Yeah, and she said, I, I know one for the challenge. Okay, you ready for my theory on this? What you got? I think they just introduced, I just think, I think they just introduced Reed Richards. Was he an aerospace engineer? He was an aerospace engineer. Oh, I thought he was a scientist. No, he's a scientist, but he was he's the one who designed their shuttle. Hmm. Hmm. And oh, you know, Reed okay. Richards is would... one of the smartest men on the planet. I think again, I think this is how they're gonna introduce the Fantastic Four. I think they've had this set up since they even thought of the merger. But I think this is how they have just entered Fantastic Four has entered the fray. Okay. So in comes John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Yes. Um, hmm. So is that going to be the Luke Skywalker at the end of the season? I don't know. Like because there I still is think it's so, big enough. with this show. There's uh, there's so many that is huge though. It's Fantastic huge. Four is one of the biggest superhero groups around. I think it's they huge. Were the, they were the first. But I think that we're going to want if it's going to be. Which I don't think she actually said Luke Skywalker. I think the the or the article that ran called it that kind of put the words in her mouth. Skywalker ish. Yeah. yeah, but I think for you to have that level of appearance, it has to be something that everybody will grasp. Like even if you've never watched Star Wars, you could watch The Mandalorian and you would know that was Luke Skywalker at the end. Like if you if even if you weren't a super big into all the lore. So that's why I'm thinking they're going to go with something that's instantly recognizable by anybody. And that's where my theory is still hanging with, you know, Professor X 
rolling in and offering to help his services somehow and is controlling and teaching her how to use her powers. That's hmm. that's my cameo theory. But we're big I, like it. I can dig it. I think you're wrong, but I like it. I don't think yeah, you're I wrong. I think you're wrong too. It's gonna be Luke's <laughs> Mark Hamill. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I really don't know who they're going to introduce. That's this that big. I think Reed Richards is definitely going to be introduced. I think we just got introduced to Reed Richards, but I kind of agree with you, Kyle. It's you know he might not be big enough, or was it Justin who said he might not be big enough? It's one of you two bastards. Um, I think it's big. I think it's still pretty big, but I I don't know because he can grow. He can. He can grow. Oh, so he can. Uh, be- listen, if 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 we reference small rats, you know, if you don't know why that's funny, just Google that. Small rats, Mister Fantastic. Um, what what do they do? So they're talking, office style then, you know, intro for John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Like once they get into the, you know the nineties, two thousand, it's just. They pan over to him, and then he just like looks at the camera. Because <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Jimmy actually did play John Krasinski on The Office, so there's an episode where they try to trick Dwight into thinking that John Krasinski has actually always been an Asian man. If you haven't seen that that episode, you can uh, pull up YouTube. It's hilarious. Uh, but uh, Jim and Pam pay his friend, who is actually the guy playing John, uh, Jimmy Wu, to uh, be John for the day, or to be uh, not John, but what's his name Jim. on the show? Um, Jim, Jim thank you, to be Jim uh, for the day. And they even changed out like the pictures on his desk and everything else like that. And so, uh, yeah, that would be an interesting, interesting time. That would be great. That would just be such a cool fan Rain, service thing. Rain Wilson comes in as the uh, the thing. <laughs> or they recast um, and Rain Wilson is now Magneto. But he's Dwight Schrute as Magneto. <laughs> as Magneto. Rain this Wilson as awesome. Dwight Schrute as Magneto. <laughs> so they're still talking. Um debating and then monica goes and looks at the little dossier board and then sees the helicopter and she said you know she asked what was this and they're like it's a drone um you know it got changed once it's in there and you know you see the light bulb flicker in monica's head so she goes marching down towards um what did they call it costumes or prop or whatever um and then she sees her yeah, they see her bell bottoms, mm-hmm. and then she does a uh, scan on it, and she goes, "What?" And then so she grabs Jimmy's gun to start shooting it, and the bullets are flat on the ground, like best bo- bell bottoms ever. But she tells him, "This was Kevlar. This was my Kevlar vest and Kevlar pants that I was wearing when I went in." So then it just hits, it hits Monica that. Anything that goes in gets changed. If it doesn't match with the times. Or if it doesn't she... match with the times. And that's where they came up in the day. Well, yeah. And then she asked, you know, what was, 
what was around during this time period. Um, then it goes to Vision and Computational Services, Inc. Hooking up this ancient, ancient computer with the, uh, <laughs> with the red, white, and yellow wires. Mm-hmm. It was an old Commodore, wasn't it? Um, I think I read that. This I don't know what times. it was. I, I think, oh, was it a Commodore? Yeah. Um, so Vision sitting down and he, what's the guy next to him? What is his name? I cannot remember. Uh, it's not Herb. It's, uh, it's Herb is the neighbor. What is his name? Oh, shoot. He says it later. He does. Norm. Norm! Was it Norm? Norm! Norm! We forget that. Um. Did you notice that, like, when was this? Because really, internet wasn't um, something that was widely used until, like, 95 something like that right somewhere in that range um with aol and and all of that and so this is late 80s early 90s but yet he's you know hooking up the internet and doing all that so that it made me question the actual time time period right and that i don't know I mean, the form of the internet's been around know. since the, um, the mid to late 60s. I mean, it was originally a DARPA project, or wasn't DARPA then, what became DARPA later uh, project. And, it, you know, you can even argue further back to some form of uh, naval Ask communications that were used as far as just like just email itself, uh, which, you know, let's segue into that. So. Uh, a, a computer. Computer. Oh, they have the internet on computers now. A computer. No. I got the internet's on my phone. He, he gets um, the email. Like, well, they fire it up, and uh, Norm says, "What does he say? We've we've got electronic mail already." Yeah. Yep. He says we, we've got electronic mail already. And he does, you know, they do the the comic relief thing where he like he looks for the letter opener, and and all that. But what uh, what comes well, out of that? Well, when they email, booted it up, there was sixty four k of RAM in there, which was just great. All the RAMs, all the RAMs, and they're on Continue a on. computer. <clears throat> oh yeah, they are on a Commodore. Commodore sixty four. There yeah. we go. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, okay. So then all of a sudden the email comes up and it reads sword. Um, it says, uh, Dr. Darcy Lewis findings regarding Maximoff anomaly, high levels of radiation present at perimeter effect on West G residents unknown. Please advise. And vision just kind of stares at the screen. Um, well, then he starts looking around and everyone in the office starts reading in unison. What was it they kept saying? Was it just please advise or what were they saying? They were just, just reading, reading the, the, the email. 
but yeah. it was all in unison. Yeah. Right. Which then all of a sudden just struck vision. Um, it's further shattering visions hold on reality. What is their quote unquote, you guys can't see that are listening to the podcast, but I'm doing air quotes, his quote on reality, his hold on reality. A laser. <laughs> um, but then he does this uh, awakening on Norm, which this is a throwback. This is a nod to House of M. And again, I was I finally reread House of M again, and I was right on the No More Mutants. That was at the end of House of M. Um, but there was a mutant in the name, uh, by the name of Layla Miller in House of M. She <clears throat> she knows stuff. That's her mutant ability. She knows stuff. Basically, she knows how all the timelines should be. She had the ability to awaken people with a touch. That's what she did to Wanda and which caused Wanda's reality to crash, to crack. So this was a throwback to House of M, to Layla Miller. He awakens Norm and Norm is just confused as hell. And then, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, freaking out because he knows what's going on but can't control it just like what monica what captain rambo said so knows what's going on and finally he's able to actually verbalize this and mm -hmm. needs his phone he has to call his sister his dad is not doing well and taking her sister is taken care of and so it's showing that these aren't people that are just you know bit actors that don't have anything better to do but she's literally kidnapping these uh, these people and putting them under this spell so that way they can go through and act uh, for this which just further proves to vision that something is very very wrong well and the key words that stood out to me is norm was telling how bad it hurts mm -hmm. to try and fight this it hurts which to me means that it's psychological torture it's the equivalent to torture mm -hmm. which means wanda is her war criminal status is just rising at this point. Something that she's, oh, this proves to us that oh, I said, this just proves to us that she's holding these people uh, completely against their will and making them do things they don't want to do. Allegedly, because there's a, there's a line Allegedly. in this exchange after I went back and rewatched it again, it really stood out. So Norm tells Vision, you have to stop her. Vision says, stop who? And then Norm just keeps going on. She's in my head. None of it's my own. He never tells him it's Wanda. He never answers Vision's question of, of stop who. And so that's enough. One of those things I'm talking about, they, they may be leaving just enough to leave to make us, okay, well, yeah, that's Wanda. Or there's enough little doubt there may be something bigger than Wanda doing this. And when we get later on, I've got more to tack mm -hmm. onto that. But he never answers him and says, Wanda, Norm knows who Wanda is. He saw her at the at the damn talent show. And mm -hmm. so he's and if she's in his head, he's gonna know who's in his head. But he never answers the question when Vision says, Who? 
He doesn't. And that one for later. I could be totally <laughs> wrong. Point. But you never know who's <clears throat> by name. And then we pan out to, you know, Vision puts him back in the trance. Wanda's talking to the kids. I don't remember any of this scene. Um, do you guys remember any of what they're talking about? It's something about training the dogs, but like I kind of glanced over this scene because I didn't think it was that important, which I shouldn't have because everything's important in this damn so show. But well, I just kind of I kind of zoned on this part. And this scene is where they say, you know, something about dad, and she said, Oh, they're at work, and they say it's Saturday. Yeah. And um, that's right. And she's like, No, it's not it's Monday. Like, no, this morning it was Saturday. And she was like, well, he had to go to work. Um, and so it's showing that children, just like with the hex powers when they're crying, children may not be uh, susceptible to her powers. There, and that may be why there are no children anywhere. Uh, something that, that Vision also says at one point. Mm -hmm. um, and you so can't, I think that control children play into next week's episode um because they they said is or the previews or whatever show it to be a halloween episode and so i think it's um directly going to play into this this scene i think it is pretty important because it's going to play into next week's episode and see how she or if she can control and if you think about agnes too what's the one thing she said whenever she was babysitting she's like you can't control kids mm -hmm. um and so i think that also reinforces all of this Yep, I agree. One thing Wanda says during she's sitting that, on the couch. Uh, I said one thing she says during the exchange for the get while she's walking them over, and says, "Me and your father aren't always on the same page, but that's only temporary." No. Good catch, sir. So, um, but he gets Sparky. A, I get nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean yours is yours is decent. I see how it is. <laughs> um. Sparky jumps out of um, the kid's lap and goes run to the door and starts barking and Wanda just kind of listens because they hear this this buzzing sound this droning sound eh? oh the drone oh god this is where it gets ah. it's Anywho, funny um Next thing you see, it's one of the old 80s Predator drones. <laughs> okay, it stinks. <laughs> um, it's one of those old 80s Predator drones with the gigantic old Microsoft uh, flight sticks. Mm -hmm. um, and Monica's piloting it. And the reason why is because everything they had sent in there had been changed. So she came up with the idea, let's get something that's from that era. So that way she can't change it. Do something like that. And sure. See, enough, I don't think, boom. I don't think the changed. drone is the only thing of that era they sent in. If we go back to the email, I think the email was another thing that they sent in that was of that era. They didn't, I don't think the email vision, the email, I think I think they planted that in, knowing, you know, Vision's working in a place where he's going to have access to computers. That's the thing. He's working in the most high-tech place, the in the, and that email was of the times. I think the obvious is the drone, 
The subtle is the email. They sent that in trying to reach, maybe trying to reach Vision. Yeah, because Darcy was trying to reach Vision last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was trying to do that through the radio. And so, yeah, these, there's right. a two-pronged attack. It's a pincer move with technology. <clears throat> pincer, if you will. <clears throat> Higher movie is a pincer move. <laughs> wow. We'll talk about uh, that another time. So she's talking to Wanda through the headset. And then they zone in, zoom in, zone in, zoom in on Wanda. And Wanda's eyes just start glowing red. Again, the color, the same color of her hex power, which means Wanda's powering up. And then Tyler looks at him and says, "Um, I believe he told him, take the shot, didn't he? Yeah. Which was... Uh, Captain Rambo. And she goes, what? No, 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 she's not a threat. And he's like, no, take the shot. She is a threat. She's a terrorist. We're taking this shot. And then all of a sudden, Wanda's hand, or uh, it zoomed in on Wanda's face again, glowing red, and then it went blank. And then they all go running outside because, uh, did they hear, I believe they heard a noise, didn't they? Well, the, the alarm- perimeter breach. Yeah. The yeah. alarm started going off and they mobilize. Like, I think this is the fastest I've ever seen our, you know, a government agency ever mobilize. Um, well, unless there's, you know, protests. But- unless there's, yeah, wah, wah. Um, they have their little lasers trained on the force field and it starts distorting and warping. And you see the shape walking towards it. And then out pops the witch carrying the drone. And as the drone's being dragged, you know how like you see like stuff uh, on pavement being dragged, like you'll see sparks. This had her red hex powers when she was dragging it. And it was demolished. And what's really important to note is Wanda was wearing her Avengers costume the leather coat, the boots and stuff. And her Slokovian accent was back. See, that's the thing that I noticed too, because it always bothered me in Age of Ultron, she had it really thick. And then every movie after it would come in and go out and come in and go out. And and I would always be like, pick, you know, pick on. Um, but then for her for it to be so thick here i mean it's definitely on purpose but i am not under i don't know why i don't know why it, they would choose to have the slokovian accent here i guess to further differentiate between the real world and her reality or her makeup world but yeah what do you think I'm wondering if this was an early indication of her happiness. You know, she starts rewriting the realities because of her happiness. She equates happiness to these TV shows that she watched growing up where everything, they were always happy, had a happy ending and they were all American. So I'm wondering maybe that was it. It's good. I'll buy that. Maybe. Yeah. Did you see what was on the drone? Mm-mm. It's uh, on the drone. Uh, if you stop it, 
um, as she was throwing it back to them, uh, it has Stark Industries on it. Oh, does it really? From the 80s, Stark in, or 90s. Oh, it does, doesn't it? 80s, early 90s. It's a Stark. So what what significance? And it also had a missile that was going to be fired at. Oh. So what significance does that have to Age of it's when they fired the missiles and Wanda and Pietro were trapped for five days in the rubble with the missile. And staring at the Stark Industries missile. So uh, <laughs> so that could definitely push her over the edge too because she's already at a mental breaking point. And then yeah. having that, uh, that traumatic time brought back to her through this can just push her further over the edge. I didn't catch that. Good catch, sir. I got a good catch. You got a good catch. <clears throat> so then, you know, Tyler's basically yelling at her that, you know, cut it out. And she's got all these lasers trained on her, moving around on her chest. Um, you know, they're they're just itching to fire at this point. And Wanda when, basically... When are these them, government agencies going to learn that you cannot shoot superheroes slash supervillains? You can't shoot soups with a damn gun. Like it never. How often does it go well? Like they've been in this game for a long time. But they're like, all right, guys, let's sit well. But normally, more often than not, they're like, hey, we're going to draw down and we're going to dump lead on this superhuman. Did we not learn from the last, you know, 30 times that they've tried? Like, it never works out well, but like, we're still going to keep busting think, out the same weapon. I don't know. I think we know the answer to that already. Hmm. Um, it's Obama's fault. <laughs> thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> so they're talking and basically Wanda's like, you know, you need to leave me the hell alone. And she starts powering up her hand starts doing the hex thing and monica is like well, well, well wanda you know don't do this you don't want to do this um i thought it was a great speech you know just the interaction between the two and yeah wanda just looks at her cold i mean there is no expression there and monica is she, i mean she looked genuinely afraid during this mm -hmm. And Wanda is just playing around with this hex ball. Or it could also be an apple. Uh, she's just mm. playing around with that apple. Mm -hmm. Which is the national fruit of Slokovia. Uh, it is true. Yeah. If you didn't um, know that, there's flyers about it. Yeah, right now. There's flyers about it again. <clears throat> so she's talking and then Wanda basically tells them, don't fuck with my reality my home um and then did you guys catch what the easter egg was with the end of this speech when she got done no it's uh, it very magneto-esque it was magneto-esque they she it's a throwback to the x-men movies uh, when they all had the guns trained on magneto with the lasers and the way she flicked her hand as she's walking off, flicked her hand. And then they all pointed the guns at each other. That's straight off of, that's a, that's a nod to the Magneto scene in the X-Men movies. Mm. And all Which their eyes are glowing. 
Um, was that Day of Futures Past? I think it was the one after Days of Future Past. Uh, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Whenever they were, um, they all came for it. He had his own life and all of that, and they came back for him. Because I think that was after. It's been a while, so Kyle would be the one to let us. Uh, know. Well, I haven't got to that one yet. Okay. <laughs> so, I, we'll, I just, we'll get back I, to you. I, next I just Nerky. knew it looked. Yeah, next Nerky, I'll let you guys know after I rewatch. Uh, I'll be done with that probably tonight. So. But yeah, no. So we, it was. It's a complete throw to Magneto. Which Magneto is, in the comics, the father of the witch and Quicksilver. Is this a foreshadow? Because now Marvel owns the rights to Magneto again. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the big one. Nobody said that leading up to this. Yeah. Oh no, I said Professor X. I wasn't saying Magneto. Never you mind. Whatever. I'm going to retcon and say I was actually saying Magneto. I meant when I said Professor X, I meant Magneto. I mean, that's. I am glad I remember uh, about 15 minutes into this when Kyle said uh, Magneto. Like I completely remember him saying that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sense yeah. that he would end to try to recruit his own daughter to help uh, his side. <clears throat> That, Brotherhood of Evil, Evil Mutants. That would definitely make sense. So Wanda walks back into the forest field and then it starts glowing red, like hex red. I have another theory on this coming up. Um, so now we go into the next commercial. Why don't you guys, Kyle, you loved this commercial. Why don't you explain your theory on it? Why don't you go into the commercial then explain your theory? Okay, so the, the immediately cut from the red force field scene and you go to the the typical clumsy commer- paper towel commercial where, you know, the the kids make a mess. The mom's trying to wipe it up. They compare the the paper towel to the next leading brand. Why are you using the next leading brand? You know, it, it's so good that even your husband can use it. So they're still kind of continuing that theme a little bit through the 80s. And it's Lagos. Uh, for when you make a mess, you don't mean to. So the obvious and reference there is uh the incident in lagos where um uh wanda in good faith was trying to do something good and ended up killing a lot of innocent people i mean they referenced that way earlier in the episode definitely there 100 that's the reference but that was not the only time that lagos has come up and in the entire Marvel movie universe, not just MCU, the entire Marvel movie uh-huh. universe. In um, X-Men Origins, Wolver- in the Wolverine Origins movie, in the very beginning when, when he's part of, uh, what were they called, Team X? Right when it was him and Wade, and there's like five or six of them. I can't remember all of their names now, but the original little band of mercenary mutants they go to Lagos to get adamantium. You know, they go looking for the meteorite that had had the metal. So um, I don't think that's the direct reference to it, but it's it's a it ties in the two universes a little bit, where you have a a, a slight nod to X Men. You have the obvious nod to the M- MCU, 
because it was brought up earlier, but the off-forgotten nod is to the X-Men universe as well. And that was a messy deal, too. And that's where Logan ends up leaving the team because they were doing some shady shit and shooting and killing innocent people in the village because they wouldn't tell them, you know, the location of the meteorite to get the adamantium. So that's that was Logan's mess that he walked away from. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the beginning of that commercial, the liquid that's being spilled is red, bright red. And whenever they push it off, one, one paper towel gets it all and it's soaked red, but the other one is soaked red and it just drips off the edge of the table almost like blood dripping off and so i I think it's the color uh, that they chose and and the style of how the commercial is shot i think definitely lends itself to that that imagery of blood of gore of death also gives the uh, imagery of ether Mm -hmm. you ready for my theory okay no you're right it's I think all the commercials, well, they're number one, they're referencing all of Wanda's trauma. Not just yeah. her trauma, but just trauma. In the MCU. I think each commercial references an infinity stone. Yeah. Go back and watch them. Each one's a different color. This red is the ether. That liquid's even in the, like Kyle was saying, the shape of the ether is red. You had the Tesseract. You had um, the watch was obviously the time stone. Yeah. It can be two things. I think these are, yeah, no, it, can, it definitely can be. I, but that's just my theory. I think they're, they're referencing the infinity stones. Which means this commercial could be three things. Throw yeah. my half-ass theory in there. No, I like your theory. I, mine's just kind of a theory on top of yours at this point. Again, I could it's be like a theory wrong. sandwich. It's a theory sandwich. It's it's like a compliment sandwich. Let's see something good, mm-hmm. something Aww. good, something bad. You have smelly dog farts. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a great segue into the next scene. It is. <laughs> smelly and, dogs. Well, well, they were smelly because oh, God. No. So we have, I'm not going yeah. to. <laughs> eh, we have a smelly dog. Uh, because they're for looking the for the dog. <laughs> they're looking for the dog. They're looking for old Sparky there. And Agnes, they go, they're walking down the street, and then all of a sudden Agnes just pops out of this bush. But, but, but before that, they run into the mailman. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's something. There's something about the mailman. I don't have anything to hang my hat on it, but mailman's sus. Like there's something about that mailman. I think so, and I think he's popped up before. Well, the way he directs, he just mom will take care of it, uh, or your mm-hmm. mom will find um, something like that. She knows yeah, what to do, real- or what does he say? Your mom won't let him get far. That's he. It's just, it's too in your face. I'm trying to look, I'm trying to pause it here to look at his name tag. Oh, uh, I think it may be European USPS. I think it says Carter. 
Ooh, it does kind of look like Carter. Oh, I have my glasses. My glasses. Okay, which goes back to episode one, uh, the terrible disease that is being an aging nerd. Um, it does look like Carter. I, yeah, Enhance. I think it does look like Carter. I think we're all Googling it right now. Enhance. Uh, I think it says Carter. Uh, no, I think it's just carrier, like something mail carrier. Oh, you think so? Yeah. He turns a little bit and you can kind of see and looks like I think it's his carrier. So apparently it's the same mailman that's in every episode that has weird lines. He's got some uh, some news to deliver. Or some and he knows more about Westfield than he shows. Mm -hmm. And then Sparky. And then Sparky. So she comes up. Oh. So there's a theory that it's Willie Lumpkin. Willie Lumpkin. Right. Willie Lumpkin was the Fantastic Four's mail carrier. Oh, so they may have somebody. Is that the uh, missing guy? From the very first episode, I gotta, they yeah. they were looking for an informant or whatever. Why would you know? Jimmy Swords Wu got extra. Jimmy Woo was looking for the missing guy. Nobody knew who he was. Mm -hmm. Swords got interest in this, probably more so than just something weird happened because weird shit happens in this world all the time now. Apparently, that maybe he's the he's infiltrated in there needing to get him out they just can't come out and say it yet because Hayward's got some weird classified shit going on so I I don't know it's I when we get towards the end I got another theory who the missing person could be um, but Agnes pops out the dog's dead the dog ate her azaleas which we all know are deadly to dogs um, and then the kids say the, the kids say the darndest things. Um, what mm -hmm. they say is mom, you know, you can bring Sparky back. You can do that. And she kind of looks and she's like, no, I can't. They're like, yeah, you can, you can do anything here. Fix the dead. Yeah. Which these kids these little devil creatures know a lot more than they're letting on. And then you show, you know, a crying Ag Agnes. Um, her brooch, you can actually see her brooch now. Yeah. Yeah. The important thing here, two things. One, Agnes, like, genuinely looks at her and says, you can? So she doesn't even know all of the extent of Wanda's powers, uh, bringing something back to life. Um, but then also the boys try to age up. And so I think that's really important because this is where I was referencing it earlier. This is where I think that Wanda is giving the advice to her kids that she should be giving to herself. And it's, it's interesting that uh, you should, you know, she said you can't age out of this. You have to go through this feeling 
and um, and not have that cop out of aging out and just trying to go to the next emotional feeling or go to the next scene, if you will. Uh, but that's exactly what Wanda's doing. She's wanting everything just to stay, you know, the same and not deal with the, um, you know, Vision's death and deal with uh, Pietro's death and deal with all of these other things going on in her life. So I think that's really interesting. That mm-hmm. they, they wrote that to where she's literally given the exact advice that she needs. She seems like she's that- got a little, little disbelief when she's, when they tell her that that she can it seems like there's a brief moment that she doesn't believe it like she doesn't believe that she has the power she's got some some of the same reaction that agnes has and then she kind of comes back too so i don't know if there's like a denial thing like she doesn't totally realize what she's done or she doesn't realize that she's doing some of the things that she's doing that she has gaps in her memory like how vision has but maybe not not to that extreme which leads to to the idea that somebody else is pulling the strings so vision comes walking up and asks what's going on and he's wearing the most 80s short tie ever it's blatantly obvious with paul bettany's lanky ass it's as wide as it is long (laughs) it really is um which is amazing i kind of want that tie now um mm-hmm. oh you'd wear it i would so he, he just asked what's going on and wanted just kind of looks at him and you know she's pans to the house they they're picking up the balls <laughs> and like you know everything from the table but she doesn't touch the tiger if you notice it gets picked up initially throws it in it it does eventually but you think that would be the first thing that she'd pick up, but somehow it's the last. Um, Vision's washing his hands, basically just trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. And this is a pivotal scene in this story. Because in it, Vision can finally confronts Wanda about what's happening. And he tells her about Norm. And Wanda just completely blows it off. It's like, nothing's happening, you know? Um, this shows it's not the first division, but it's the biggest division we've seen to date in this show between Vision and Wanda. So basically Wanda's like, you know what, whatever. She starts walking off the credits start rolling and vision is not having it mm-hmm. well he says what we just go in there and watch tv and then you change everything over again and so he's calling her out for literally what she's doing mm-hmm. um and so yeah it's and she does try to do that and it's very meta she does try to do that she tries to have the credits roll up and that's always the end of the show and he's like, no, 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 no. So I, I love that, that they had the credits roll and um, because she's done, she's done. She's ready to go on to the next. Uh, but Vision has enough power and wherewithal to actually say, no, no, this is not how we're going to end this. I loved it. Well, and then he's also, um, 
he's calm, calmer in the kitchen. When he walks out to the living room after the quote unquote credits roll, he is yelling at her. Yeah. And this is the first emotion we've seen out of vision. Mm-hmm. Like to this degree. And this is one of the most pivotal scenes, I think, because I, that I loved because Vision is yelling at her and rises up into his flight pose, his attack pose. Wanda does the same. I mean, they're squaring up. Yeah, because he he's changes from yeah human vision to vision vision, going through the door. That that scene of them floating and... in the air was freaking amazing. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I mean, Vision finally admits, you know, like, what am I? What is going on here? What's outside of Westview? Right. Like, that's the question. What is happening here? And that's when Wanda says, you know, isn't this enough? Our family, this house, isn't this enough for you? You don't want to know what's out there. Isn't this enough? Yeah. And then... He is this where Vision asked about the children? No, this is where he says that you don't get to make that choice for me. So he's uh, directly responding to earlier in the episode when we heard that it, it went against his um, his living will to be brought back to life. Yeah. You know, you to make that choice for me. And even though they're arguing about something else, they're arguing about that uh, for sure. So, and then you start seeing Wanda's psyche just kind of fracturing more during this encounter because she's yeah. slowly losing control over her, uh, over her control, if you will. Which I, this was just, God, this show is just so well done. It really is. Like, you, I was emotionally invested at this point. Like, well, I have been since the get go, but I'm talking this point especially. Like, you just feel bad. You just feel genuinely bad. And then the doorbell rings. Well, this is where she well, brings up about... No, oh yeah. no, go ahead. And so that's, yeah, that's what I'm referencing earlier, that there's no children. He said, you know, I walked to the playground and there's no children. And um, he's, he's slowly but surely poking, poking holes. She says, you've never talked to me like this before. And he said, before what? I don't know... I can't remember anything before this and I'm scared. Um, so, I mean, it's genuinely the vision, uh, him going through and trying to work a lot of this out and her trying to deflect and deflect and deflect. Right. And then that's when the doorbell rings. Mm-hmm. And she opens up and odds are, if you are listening to this, you've watched the episode already. To listen to us dissect it and you could have watched it six times and just to break this down one because this is the biggest spoiler of all go ahead the one one important thing leading up to this she is adamant that she did not ring that doorbell that she did not make that doorbell ring yep, happen yep and, and i kind of believe her like whatever i i kind of believe her i do too she did yeah. not make that doorbell ring happen um, because of something that happens after the that, consciously consciously was, subconsciously i think she did but we'll probably learn more about that but it was Next interesting episode. that talk 
vision tells her you are what you're doing is wrong this is wrong and so he's directly referencing all of this that's going on and telling her you know not that oh it'll be okay i'm glad that we're together but you know this is wrong um and so now the love of her life that she basically created all this for is now against her as well um and i think that's going to have an adverse effect um effect on her mental condition moving forward as well mm -hmm. so she opens the door and then just this shocked look on her face and this you knew something big was gonna i remember i started getting goosebumps at this point and i kind of you know rose out from the bed like kind of on my knees you know like a little kid just watching see what it's gonna be and then all of a sudden you know we don't see who it is it pans out to darcy watching the tv and darcy's just kind of like what a perimeter breach right and Vision goes, who is this? And then you like see this. Bridge. Right. And you see everyone in swords scrambling. Then it pans out into the doorway and you see this white hair. And I remember yelling out, I called it. I called this. I called it. Um, and then one of the most iconic parts on here, it pans out and we see Evan Peters as peter maximoff brilliant N not pietro he was peter this is this is pietro from the fox marvel movies the fox x-men movies mm -hmm. the ones where they could use mutants where they were mutants that's why this is so pivotal mm -hmm. mutants have entered the universe any which way you put it he has made it so mutants have entered the universe and every single one of the marvel i mean sorry the fox movies just with his one appearance are now all game they they can all be considered yeah game, uh because of that, the it's over mm -hmm. well and if you notice that's why they call them legacy movies now on disney plus mm -hmm. so mutants have entered the fray which I was completely excited about. And they showed him <clears throat> and then Wanda's just shocked. And he has this like Jersey accent, you know, like what, what'd he say? No hug for your brother. Lost broken, get a squeeze. Yeah, that's what it was. And then I love this part. And then Dart, they pan out to Darcy and Darcy goes, they recast Pietro. <laughs> Which means that on some level, Darcy knew who this was from the get-go. Well, she didn't say it until he said, you're long lost bro. Yeah, that's true. Said they recast Pietro. Um, man, that's such a brilliant move. So it really said, is. Who was your favorite? Does that make so, it as a, as a, like a universe crossover then is... You know, and we've kind of talked about this yep. off show as a multiverse thing because when she says she recast Pietro, if if Peter Maximov was of this same version of Earth, you <laughs> would think that with what they know about all the soups, that they wouldn't know who Peter is. But she still right. thinks he's Pietro. She doesn't think he's 
Peter that we see in uh, when does he show up first? Days of Future Past. Yeah, Wanda doesn't show so, up. So, multiverse, There's or do no you think Wanda. it's a com um, where they're combining? Because I almost see it as where they're combining, not necessarily a multiverse, but more of combining uh, by how <clears> specifically this this person come into because usually with a multiverse typically it's someone from the universe that we know 616 mm -hmm. that thing goes to another and it's like what this is so weird and then they, like 839 yeah and so but this is where actually someone is coming into the 616 and so i don't know i think i see it more as a as a uh, combining of worlds and not necessarily worlds. a multiverse i think you're okay. i think you're both right i think that this is the right. uh, i think this is the opening to the multiverse but this is going to be the muddling of the multiverse hmm. this is you know we're making we're 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 now retconning mutants into the fray like mutants have always been there yeah. Um, they, they could take that back to the to the blink and the unblink right that it caused some weird rip in the space-time continuum that merged the universes and now you've got these two together right or you know I, like i said i think you're both right on it i think it's a combining of the universes but i think she pulled him from the multiverse mm -hmm. because of her deep-seated grief over her brother um, it was so repressed that we didn't see Pietro yeah. in those pictures or anything else. In this episode, she talks about being or having a brother or being a twin or whatever to the boys, yep. I think, or someone. And in this one, she does not say that he was dead. I think when she was talking with, uh, you know, talking a couple of yeah, she was talking about him being dead when the whole thing about Ultron stuff came up. She talked about that he was dead. In this one, she did not mention he was dead. She said he was far, far away. And it mm. made her, which, but she, so which means she yeah. pulled him from the Fox universe. He pulled and him, or not, somebody sent him. Yeah, because there was a perimeter breach, but he doesn't show up. And Vision really pins her down with all of these thoughts of this is wrong. Why are you doing this? And so, subconsciously, it could be to you know she's lost one love. Now she needs another love to come, something to make her feel loved or normal or something again. Right. Yeah, because so, Vision leads... does kind of hang his head when he shows up. Yeah. Like he's yeah. a little slightly defeated. Yeah. Which, well, yeah, she gives him a hug at the end, which now I've got also got another theory of... I think there might be another baddie that they're introducing because of this. Hmm. I think that they might be introducing King the Conqueror in some some way, shape, or form. King the Conqueror was an interdimensional, um, inner reality bad guy who was a classic Avengers bad guy. Mm -hmm. He also had a major hand in the um, Vision Quest arc. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but he um, he may not be the big bad for this phase. I still think it's Wanda. I'm still holding that it's Wanda as the big bad. But I'm thinking that this could be their way of helping to introduce Kang the Conqueror as a villain for a future movie, like maybe for Young Avengers. Hmm. 
Or it could be setting up Magneto again. Yeah, or it could be setting up Magneto, which I hope it's setting up Magneto. That would be mm -hmm. awesome. Because we said that early in the I episode really that do. that's probably going to be the Luke Skywalker moment is Magneto. I don't know yeah. if you guys heard that. Mm -hmm. uh, if you didn't, that's exactly what we said. I, I believe I heard that. I believe it yeah. was retconned. Yeah, for sure. Um, but and then you know we go out to the pixels again, and it's even wider out. Like we were saying last episode, every episode that those LED pixels get wider and wider framed. That you see more of the picture. Oh, more of the so picture of uh, have, vision. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any predictions on six episode six? Where it's going to go from here before we get into predictions let me ask since um age of ultron and days of future past mm -hmm. came out roughly at the, around the same time so who is your favorite quicksilver is it uh aaron <clears throat> johnson or evan peters i kind of like the evan peters yeah the evan peters so even what? though what's that i was asking kyle where he was on it uh, I'm going with Evan Peters uh, solely based off that Paul Bettany is a huge American Horror Story fan. From <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, no, that's not that's a thing. But um, no, really, that's probably why I do like Evan Peters because I was a big American Horror Story fan up to, through so many oh, seasons, yeah. and I, I just I like how he played him. He's just he's just cool. He's well, it, I, I've I just heard, like it. I've heard every set he's ever been on too everyone loves him he's just a joy to work with he's just a good guy overall so i think that's why they're gonna keep him around well i was glad whenever it come because man i so much enjoyed his performance in days of future past and a little bit of apocalypse he didn't get as much an apocalypse but that that scene with him running around and and uh what was the song if i could put time in a bottle or when they're I the, could put time in a bottle. When they're in the kitchen? Yeah. <clears throat> Different song. It, yeah, it was time in a bottle. Okay. Um, Wasn't it? But moving everything around, it seemed like it was something faster. Uh -huh. I just but, watched it yesterday, and I can't tell you what it was. <laughs> you know, moving the bullets around, doing all that, and with the song and everything else, that was just the coolest intro of any superhero, really, that I can remember in recent time. And then the way rest of the way and then i'm also a big american horror story fan and so his characters on there are always so much fun and and nothing against aaron taylor johnson but uh but yeah i'm i'm glad that the, this is the one that they chose not only for the actor but also for the implications of what it means bringing the fox universe into the marvel universe well so, he was also the mo more fun quicksilver the aaron taylor johnson the kick-ass yeah one he was just he was very very serious very tortured very tragic yeah and yeah. i think it's that's more of like joss whedon's writing because it really just didn't give him much of anything and right. so simon kinberg you know writing days of future past i think had a much more um comic insight if you will i guess mm -hmm. into adding some of the fun comic aspects to the backstory and all of that yeah. so yeah well, and he, I'll tell you, one of my favorite Evan Peters scenes is, I think it was from Apocalypse, when he was going to the mansion and rescuing them all. And then he was taking the picture, it, like, with everyone and, you know, wrapping them up, and he does the the kissing thing. I don't know why I find that so funny when, you know, he stops, he's going, 
And then he just runs on. I just thought he brought a great take to Quicksilver, more of the smart ass, which Quicksilver is in the comics. Huge, yeah. My favorite uh, scene of his is in Deadpool 2, whenever they, uh, you know, walk into the um, X Mansion and they're like, you know, you'd think that um, you guys would actually have more X Men running around here, not just two people in this whole mansion. And they walk by a door and they close the door real quick, and it's all yeah. X Men from Days of Future Past. That's probably yes. <laughs> I like it too. So, so what's yeah. your uh, Kyle? What's your uh, predictions for six? So I think six going on. I've got a slightly. I don't know how plausible it is, but I'm kind of. St- I'm going to try to stick with this theory. And so it's it and it's it's going along those lines of I don't think they're going to slap us in the face with the with the obvious what we think is obvious and what we think is going to what we think is going on still even though we you know we're still finding out like okay now I know what's going on. Okay, now I know what's going on. I think what we think right now is going to get turned on its head. Um and that's going off the last probably the last third of that episode, whenever she seals everything up and the force field becomes red, when she seems disassociated with being able to bring stuff back from the dead, when she's talking to the twins about the dog. And then when she's surprised about her brother showing back up, because she didn't ring the doorbell. I don't think she necessarily created Westview as her haven to live out the rest of her life with vision. I think she knows there's something more menacing out there and the force field is not to keep sword out the force field isn't to keep humans out it's not to keep shield out it's not to keep any government forces out she knows there's something big bad coming and she's holed up in this in this reality that she's created to hide from whatever this new big bad thing that is coming she's she's starting to feel the tug and her strings being pulled and she know she's aware that that she's not in control of what's going on so she's trying to hide and she's trying to protect the ones that she loves from whatever the this evil force is that's coming in and i think some of the elements that have been introduced the twins the things that she cannot control are things that were that were introduced to her out of her control that's why she was surprised with being pregnant she's surprised with the twins she can't control the twins the stork she can't bring the dog back to life there's things that she can't control and those and her you know uh brother showing up and that form is something that was completely out of her control and that throws her off and that's weakening her ability to keep whatever is trying to get in there that is not sword from getting in and it's eventually going to break her and yeah i think she still will become the big bad but i think there's a bigger bad that's pulling the strings that's, that's going to push her to that point Pulling the strings. It's a nice Ultron uh, callback. I got no strings. Yeah. So I think Vision is going to be the one to stop. Maybe not kill, of course, uh, but stop. And this may be another two, three episodes down the road, but I think Vision's the one because he's he's slowly but surely figuring out. He's telling her how wrong it is, all of that. So I think Vision's going to be the one to stop Wanda. I think it's going to go one of two ways. I hope that Evan Peters is going to be Quicksilver from alternate reality, from multiverse. <clears throat> but on the other hand, I kind of think he could be the missing persons that Jimmy Woo is, has been searching for because they said he ran, no one's seen him, no one knows who he is. 
and Evan Peters just kind of showed up. Even Wanda was surprised. So I'm hoping my first theory is right on that. I think we're going to get introduced to the Fantastic Four. I think we're going to get introduced to the Cosmic. I think that we are going to um, get deeper into the Cosmic because the past two episodes have been building up to Cosmic. I'm still holding on my Mephesto theory. I think Mephesto is in... These two jerkwads sent me a text. It was Kyle. Sent a text earlier, or a, a meme that had to deal with... Uh, basically, it said Chris and... What was it? This is the butterfly. Everything's Mephesto. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> is this Mephesto? <laughs> Some jerkwads. I mean, they're not wrong, but they're still jerkwads. Um, they got a good laugh out of that for about ten minutes. Um, if he doesn't show up at all, I'm I'm not going to I'm not mentally prepared to be able to console you for the next however many more. No, you're until. not. I am going to be a sad I'm, panda. I'm going to write a letter to Marvel. Not that I'm upset that he didn't show up, but I'm upset with the fallout that I'm going to have to deal with for the remainder of however long we decide to keep doing this show of you being sad about Novemfesto. I'm I'm prepared to hold it over his head for the rest of his life. That's a good balance. And this is what Friends is all about, ladies and germs. Um, Whose friends? I don't know. But there's someone's friends. Um, I think that we're... Please be our friend. Please. Please (laughs) listen to our show. Um, I think that we're setting up for the cosmic phase. I think that we're setting up for Young Avengers. I think that we're setting up for the major break in Wanda's sanity, which is going to lead to House of M. And I think this is all going to start coming to a head in six. That's my theory. What, um, Justin, and you probably know too, Chris, what there was always one of the numbered episodes of American Horror Story where it always, like, it was always the big break episode where like the shit hit the, was it seven or eight i don't remember it was almost without a fail and i'm just thinking that now because oh now we got evan peters maybe we'll do some american horror story formula and episode eight's going to be the or episode nine or seven or whichever one it was it was the same that was with game of thrones is the penultimate so nine nine not ten had all of the major big things that went down and then ten was more of the resolution so we're only supposed to have nine episodes, but then there's the rumor that Chris spoke of. So it could be seven if they follow that that um, um, that model. I don't know. That's interesting because it was always basically the in American Horror Story it was the second to last yeah. of the season. We really found out out everything. Um, so hmm. So if seven really doesn't give us much. And eight just gives us everything that might tell us there is another one coming. But uh, since this is the first, literally the first <laughs> of the MCU on on uh, Disney Plus, pretty much everything's, you know, open game. I just hope Dandy shows up from American Horror Story as some as a villain. I just hope someone's wearing latex. That's all I wear. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to be pleasantly surprised. It'll be Jimmy Woo. Mm. I do love Asian men. Yes. 
Uh, with that, we have taken up over two hours and 30 plus minutes of your time. Ooh. To be fair, this was a really long episode. And we, I think we were so damn excited about this episode. Like we went even more in depth than we normally do. But it's this show's so good. I keep this, saying it. This show's so good. This Nerky was our longest episode ever. <clears throat> we lasted. We really lasted. We really had to stay in power with this one. Stamina. Well, the long, the more you do nurkies, the longer you last. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, sure. This is it. The nerd kegels. <laughs> Actually, I, we can we we can make that happen. Um, can we? Yes. Yes. I know I someone who can, can make on that YouTube. happen. We might be able to maybe on Spotify. There's maybe a genre for that, but I don't think we can do that on YouTube. We're gonna have to find another yeah. another outlet. Well, I'll find one, damn it. Don't underestimate me. Um, with that, we will leave you with this thought. We really don't know what the hell is going to happen with WandaVision. This is just our theories. Whether we're right or not is up in air. I mean, some of us are way more right than others. I think we're all right, just some of us are more righter. The writer, right is left is right, right is writer. Mm -hmm. Cats with dogs and don't judge me. Um, so with that, we will leave you here. We will do our next Nurky next week on episode six and see mm -hmm. how if we were right or wrong on any of these theories. Mm -hmm. You're right on all of them. We're right on all of them. Um, and with that, I'm Chris. I'm Kyle, and thanks again, Justin, for joining us. We appreciate and it. This every man's guide to nerdum. You guys have a great evening. See you later. Nerd coke rise up. It could get elevated.